Well, I say welcome, 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 welcome to Wells of Living Waters, bringing up ministries. For well, this is your apostle, Apostle Don, your homegirl, your road dog, your sister, your cousin, or your auntie. However you may see me to be, I am she. God has endowed me with the power to wear many hats, to do many talented things. Um, This ministry is a door that is always open and that swings on welcome hinges. So I say today, I welcome you all, the newcomers, the old, and the members. Make sure you are being found in the presence of the Lord as you keep your brothers and sisters. Also, tell somebody about the ministry. They may be looking for a safe place to hide, a place of refuge, a place where they can always find Jesus, and a place where they can be comfortable and safe. This is your apostle, Apostle Don. Is there anyone that has anything else to say or share before we go into our word, yes, I want to say something. I'm 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 in the in the midst of going back to school. I'm trying to get my billing and coding certificate, and it seems like I'm having problems with, with starting up with a school online. So if there's anybody that knows anything that I can, any place that I can go and get online to start my um. Schooling with billing and coding. I'd be glad to hear from you. Thank you. The library. You can go to the library. Go to the library. Do you have your own laptop? Yes. Yeah. And are you are you in need of somebody helping you to learn how to work the laptop to get online? No, no. I'm already. I, I'm not to do all that. I'm just trying to find a place. Whereas though I can go to start doing online for billing and coding. He's trying to find an okay, actual school. That yeah. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. An actual school. Yeah. Um, let me, uh, can, can, who's speaking, may I ask? My name is Catherine. Miss Catherine. Yeah. Can I get, um, after we, um, can I, get, can I get? Uh, this is Prophetess Beverly. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I may can help you out with that. I need to get some information from somebody. My sister went to coding um, school for coding, okay. so I'll probably get some information for the school that she went to. So I just need some information. Okay. What you need? My number. Can you give that? Yes. I don't know if you want to do that over the. Shadon, um, you can get um, a pastor Don to give it to you. Okay. Okay. Thank Praise you. Praise so the Lord. Much. I'm here. Praise the Lord. Yes. Did she call my name? No. Do you have something? To call? Oh, okay. No, I don't. <laughs> Anyone oh, else? Okay. All right. 
Well, first I want to give you some reference scriptures. Some things that we encounter every day. You may not realize it. You may realize it. And you're too lazy to get in your word and read. Or you're too lazy to ask God to show you where he may have you to go in the word for that day. So, this is what I want to share with you. No fear do I have. That's one of the the, the subtitles. No fear do I have. The world is trying to keep you in fear. The world is trying to show you how to live with fear. God does not give us the spirit of fear, but he gives us the spirit of love and a sound mind. Anyone wants to define fear? Does anyone know what fear is, what fear looks like? Anyone? Fear is something you're afraid of. It's, um, something that you're afraid of and sometimes fear of the unknown because you don't really know what is really there, so you're fearful of it. So we're facing fear every day, every second, every moment, because every second and moment is different. It's different. You don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next, do we? Right. So when you're standing or you're near fear, it alters the way you think. Mm -hmm. It alters the way you respond to things. It will alter the way you respond to people. Some people have an intimidating spirit with them. Have you ever been around someone that made you feel like they were taller or bigger than you when you just stood by them? Yep. Mm -hmm. Have you ever walked into a room uh, atmosphere full of people and they stared at you like you were the problem? Yes. Yeah. factors of fear. Some mm. people fear you because of who's with you. 
Some people fear you because who you are affiliated with. Now, I'm talking about spiritual and natural life. Mm-hmm. You have some people that may not serve the God that you serve, but walk mm-hmm. with you, talk with you, play with you, live with you. Mm-hmm. But certain people have a fear when they see not just you, but who's with you. Just like a daughter with her father, but a young man wants to court with her. Some young men are so fearful to approach another man because another man never taught them truly how to approach a man. So he's literally stepping out on faith of what he thinks he knows to say or to do to win this man's handshake for his daughter. That's just like, uh, was it Joseph in the Bible that went to uh, the house with the twins and the father lied to him and gave him the wrong daughter to marry. But he worked all those years, all the days, keeping the father's cattle, keeping the land, making sure the house and everything was was intact, like he said, to marry his daughter, the one that he wanted. And the father tricked him and gave him the wrong wife. Now, how many times have we been tricked into things? That man felt like he was in fear. He he knew what he wanted, and he mm-hmm. went for what he wanted. But. In the malicious heart of the father, he gave him something that he did not want. But he put his trust in the father. So how do we deal with a situation where we have been manipulated? We were already in doubt about it. And we were manipulated at the same time. So now we have developed a spirit of fear not only does the spirit of fear return, but the spirit of rejection comes in as well. Mm 
Now we're second guessing everything and everybody that comes our way. All because of the spirit of what? Fear. If it was you that was manipulated, in what instance or what did you do to try to correct the situation? Or did you try to leave it alone because of fear? Did you try to correct yourself? Did you try to correct whoever it was that manipulated you? Or did you just leave it alone? Because some people don't like correction. Some people don't like when you come to them and you pull out their flaws and you say to them, in love, what you see that is not right or what they have done was not right, but they don't want to hear that. They, want, they don't want to hear what you have to say because they feel like they're right. That's another thing that will put you in a spirit of fear because they're going to do what? They're going to argue with you. They're going to get loud. They're going to start yelling. You know, they might just start clapping their hands and something and feet and twirling their neck, rolling their eyes. You know, all this action, all because I'm, I'm telling you something that you're doing to me, but you put me in a fearful state because you don't want to hear what I have to say. Really stop and think about that. Apostle, can I say something right here? Uh huh. Um. <laughs> wow, it's just confirmation to me what I'm going through right now. And for me, you said, "What would you do? Have you ever been put in a place or somebody tricked you?" You know, what did you do? Did you confront them? Did you leave it alone or whatever? But me, you know, I'm always going to confront the issue, but I confront it different now. I'll go and pray and talk to God about it and then go confront the person and let them know, you know, why did you, you know, do that? All you had to do was ask me or, you know, whatever. You didn't have to trick me, you know, into whatever it is that you wanted me to do. Also... I'm dealing with um, between the night we talked and today I realized why the unworthiness or the fearfulness or whatever that was going on and where it came from. And I literally had this conversation this morning with some with um, someone that I have to confront this. You know, when God gave me fear, he said, flee for fear means flee for Fear means face everything and rise, or 
you're going to flee from or you're going to forget everything and run. So which one are you going to do? And because of it's my sister, for years I've been fearful of what she just said, how she's going to react, how she's going to respond. And I know my sister, she's going to be the one who, no, you're just doing this, and, this, you know, she probably won't receive it. But I have to face it and rise because it's the very thing that was spoken over me that is keeping me and having me to feel unworthy. So when you're saying all this this morning, I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is confirmation for me that it has to be done. And what God showed me yesterday was when I was talking with Sister Missy, my hands was shackled and the key, the lock was unlocked. So therefore, what that means is God already had unlocked the shackles. I have to release them off of me. I have to shake them off of me. And how do I do that? I have to go to her and have a conversation with her. So everything you were saying this morning, it was like, wow, God, it was like confirmation that this has to take place. We're in that season. We're in that season, and the portals are open. God has opened the portals for his children that abide by him, that has confessed out of their mouth that he is their Lord and Savior to confront those things head on. No more coming in fear. If you're going to be in the body of Christ and be a soldier for the kingdom, you cannot operate in fear. You cannot be scared to speak what's on your mind. You and, cannot. And order, mm-hmm. In order okay. for us, in order for us to, you know, allow God to elevate us in the walk in our calling and our anointing, we must leave. We must. Face everything and rise. You can't rise to the top if you don't face it. And that's why he said fear means face everything and rise. And we shouldn't be fearful because if God goes before us, who could come against us? You can't just forget it. And that's what I've been doing. I've been forgetting everything and running. Like, it's good, I'm okay, I, I forget, I'm just going to let it go. God said, no, you need to use the other fear, face it, so you can rise. Yes, can I say something? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you have to do that because we, we start our own growth by holding ourselves in that bondage and not releasing those things because God be saying, I need you to leave this here, give it to me, leave it at the altar, or oh, I need you to go to this person. And, and, and even if you have to apologize to them, because a lot of times when you owe someone an apology, the apology is not just for you, it's for them as well, to release them from that bondage as well as yourself. We have to be really, really careful because we can be holding ourselves in bondage and stunting our own growth and not even realizing it because we are, why? We're scared because of the unknown. 
We're scared because we don't want to face it. We're just scared. Well, we don't even want to break through those chains and break through those bondage and be free. Because God don't want us in bondage. He don't want us all um, yoked up and, and up in the corner. He want us to face everything and rise. Don't don't let that fear be in control of your growth and what God is God wants you to do. You have to just face everything and rise and ask God to help you. If you don't know what to say or how to do it, ask God to help you. And he will. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let this song play softly in the background about what you all are talking about as far Amen. as bondage is concerned. Because bondage is a real thing. You can be born bound and you have no idea about it. Being born down is your mother and father was not married. That's bondage. Because there was no covenant there. And we have a lot of people born like that. And because they're bound, they're hurt, they live their life with this spirit that grows with them. Just like Abraham. And his wife, Sarah, they could not wait. God told them that they would have a man-child. Yes. And they did not patiently wait for God to do what he promised them he was going to give them. So they allowed another woman into their life. And as she's their maid servant, and Abraham lay with her, she bore a child for him. But when it was time for Sarah to bear their child, now you have a conflict. Now the fear is you're going to spend more time with that child and not take the time to spend time with us. So what they had to do? And what do we see now? They had to send that mother and child off into the wilderness because there was no room. The fear factor of what would happen if they were to stay and live. Hence, why you got so many single mothers out here. But also another spirit was released, what we call now poly, poly relationship, meaning a man and three women, or a man and two women, or a woman and two men. And they do this because they want to have stability in the household. They feel one person cannot handle multiple tasks. 
but it's just a fear, a spirit. And people think that it's okay to live like this. God never intended for us to have multiple partners. Ah, glory. So I want to share this scripture. Psalm 62, verse 2. And like I said, the title is, No Fear Do I Have. He is only, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Meaning, no matter what goes on, what happens, God is your only defense. He's your defense in a courtroom. He's your defense in an argument. He's your defense in a fight. He's your defense in being displeased or being dishonored. He's your defense. Meaning he stands up for you. So in the presence of having no fear, you say, I give it all unto him. Psalms 121, verse 1. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalms 124 and 1. If it had not been the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? John 3, 16. Don't give up on God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. James 3 and 8. Watch what you say. You might be in fear. You might be scared. You might be trembling. But watch what you say. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. James 4 and 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. James 2, 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You can't be walking around professing things out of your mouth, but you don't believe them. You're not putting your hands to do the work. Our foundation of scripture falls into this. 1 Peter 4 and 10, open up. As each one has received a gift, minister it one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Don't be fearful to share your gifting with another. Our giftings work together for the good of them that serve the Lord. Revelations 1 and 11. Know who God is, is our subtitle. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. 
that's telling you there's nobody that comes in or nobody that goes out before God. Revelations 1 and 8, the revealing of Jesus, as he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. That means God has left us, but he's come back to redeem us. No matter what you have faced, or what you have to face. God is with you at all times. First John 5 and 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that he has overcome the world, our faith. First John 4 and 4. You are of God, little children and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And we use that all the time. We, we run it in the ground. But you must know how to use God's word, when to use God's word. Anyone has anything to share or add or they want to say with what has been spoken thus far? I want to share Daniel, the first chapter of Daniel. And I want to start at verse 8, because as we were talking about fear, yeah, I know I give y'all multiple sermons in one, so I hope you all are writing things down as we're going, mm-hmm. because the, the topics change quickly. Now we're talking about defiling yourself. In the book of Daniel, he obeys God. God comes and and, and gets Daniel. And this is why I don't preach the ending of the world. Because everybody wants to say Jesus is soon to come. The world is ending. Yes, we are in the last and evil days and all this type of stuff. But if you read your word, you would know that there is more to this world than you know. There is more that has not yet been revealed. But defiling yourself, starting at verse 8 in chapter 1, of the book of Daniel. It says, But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself 
with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the merchants that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the ancients. And the chief of the ancients said, Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why, would, why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, who the chief of the ancients had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in, that, in this manner and tested them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter and flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion and delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all the literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the Inuchans brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was the king reigning at that time. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued the first year of King Cyrus. I'm going to stop there because Daniel was selected and able to do something that many of his same age could not do. Many men that was the steward of the chief that sat over Daniel. It was three of them. They were tested for ten days. Now, 
when we talk about defiling the body, we're talking about how you can eat something that may be on someone else's table, such as this, such as Daniel was to eat from the king's table the portion of the delicacies and drinking wine. But how many know when you are called and chosen by God, you cannot do what you want to do, how you want to do it. You cannot eat how you want to eat. You cannot drink how you want to drink. You cannot live the way that you want to live. Once again, living in fear, we have no fear over here in the kingdom of God. Double-minded, we think soberly over here in the kingdom of God. Knowing when and where and how to do things, we get instruction from the Holy Ghost. Daniel was put in a position where the king had other provisions and appointed for them a daily provision appointed for them of the king's delicacies and of wine which he drank and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they may serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the Enuchans gave name. He gave Daniel the name of Belshazzar, sorry, and Hananiah, Shadrach, to Meshach, and Meshach, and Azara, and Abednego. So we know these as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel was a part of that portion. At the beginning of this chapter, in the Babylonian time, um, Nebuchadnezzar was the king. Nebuchadnezzar, we know the story where he had a dream. And in the dream, he tried to get the magician to come and tell him what this dream was about. He tried to get the soothsayers to come and tell him what this dream was about. The chandelings to come and tell him. Nobody could tell him what this dream was about. So Daniel was purposed in the heart that he would not defile himself 
with the portion of the king's delicacy. Just because you're invited to dinner <laughs> at someone's house or someone has a gathering at their home and you decide that you want to eat and drink meritly from these people, you think you know them. But you don't know who cooked the food. Come on. You've been around them for years. So just like Daniel, I fear my Lord the King who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age. We in Daniel chapter 1, verse 9 and verse 10. Now he just said for, why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the Egyptians had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azara. Please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Now we know this thing called fasting, right? Everybody wants to go on a fast. Now, everybody wants to say, I'm going on a Daniel fast. Everybody feels like they understand what the Daniel fast is. You know, this is a way where I'm not going to defile my body. I'm going to clean my temple. I'm fasting before the Lord. I want this husband. I want this car. I want these clothes. I want this house. I want my children to be in alignment. I want my church to do this and that, and um, we're coming together collectively. We're going to do this. You have people your age that look like you for now until you get tested for 10 days to eat whatever these delicacies are that the king lays out before you. Daniel was charged by the Holy Spirit that you're only to eat vegetables and drink water while the others ate all the delicacies that the king had out on his table and drunk wine. Praise the Lord to those that have come in. We're in the book of Daniel. We're talking about the fouling of the body. We're talking about how Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were tested for 10 days. When God wants your attention, when God needs something from you, 
you ought to be in a pure state. You have to be in a pure state. We're wondering why in our churches manifestations are not being taken place. We're wondering why the sick is not being healed, why no one is calling out for the elders of the church to pray for them and over them. Why? Because we see your You have not consecrated yourself before the Lord. You have defiled yourself such as I've defiled myself. But there has to be a separation somewhere. God has called and chosen somebody to stand firm and flat-footed, not being greatly moved to take and do the task of the Lord. For his people. But we can't do that because we're too busy indulging in delicacies that have defiled us. We have no divine connection with the Holy Spirit. For 10 days, Daniel ate vegetables and drank water. For 10 days, the others ate the delicacies and drank wine. Then their parents examined before you, and the young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacies, and as you can see fit, so deal with your service. So you saw that At the end of the 10 days, verse 15, features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all your young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacy. So it altered and put weight on you. We all know being a soldier in the body of Christ, number one thing is no fear. The second thing is, you must be in shape. You must be in a posture where God can humble you and speak with you and give you instructions that you are sure to follow. But you can't do that if every time you walk into a territory that God sends you in, Because you see the things that are shining, glistening, look good, smell good, talk good. You want to indulge in it all. You got to have you some. I got to eat that. Do you know whose table this is? Oh, it's the king's table, you know. He's been training us and watching over us for 10 years now. He ain't going to do us no harm. He's already have you in harm because you're already in chains and shackles and you're already twisting and turning the way he wants you to twist and turn. Now he's going to make sure that he plays upon your mindset to feed you. 
Because we ain't going to go hungry. Oh, no, we can't go hungry. I can't thirst for nothing. I got to have something to drink. But do you understand what you're eating and drinking? Is it worthily of the Lord? Is it worthily of your body? Do you know yourself good enough to know what you're putting in it? Is it defiling you? Is it altering your spirit? Is it changing you? Ten days is not a long time. Ten days is two weeks. Almost. So if you can be physically in your flesh, transform, change your appearance in 10 days, by eating delicacies of one that has control over you or one that owns you. How much greater can God do for you in 10 days if you obey his commandments because he called you? Not only did he call you, but you are chosen by him. He's anointed you for such a great life. Really look at this. Are you allowing yourself to live in such great fear, knowing that you are called and chosen by God, that you have not stepped up to the plate not to eat and drink and, and indulge in anything that you can get yourself into. To stay chastened, to stay pure, to stay open for God. Sometimes you have to go and separate yourself from those that are your age, those that are around you. Take a look at them. Do you all look alike? Do they have the same stamina that you have? Look at those that you've gone to school with. Life has beat them down so bad that they look older than you. Some of you may even have the same amount of children, but you still look younger than they because you chose the path of Christ versus choosing the path to bow to Baal. Baal is the enemy, a God that is not appointed by Jesus Christ. Now, as this story goes along, Daniel, which is 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that we know so much about, same story we hear, that they were put in a fiery furnace because they did not want to bow to a, a golden calf. They did not want to bow before the king. So they were put into the fire to kill them. Well, how many know that God has his own fire? When they put them in the fire, there was one already standing in the midst of the fire. And they decided to turn the fire up ten times hotter than what it already was. They wanted to make sure that they did not survive the fire. But you walking around with these same people, oh, they love me. This is my sister in Christ. Oh, this is my pastor. This is my apostle. This is my prophet. Oh, this is my cousin. This is my sister and my brother. Oh, this is my brother-in-law, my cousin-in-law. Oh, these are them from down the south. And they got a fire that they want to put you in because you don't bend their way. You don't bow to them. You don't answer quick enough for them. You decided not to eat what they had before you, but you decided to eat what God told you to eat and how God told you to drink. And when God told you to come in and go out, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, if you forgot. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be your basket. Blessed shall you be your storehouse. Blessed shall you be coming in and going out. All these things will be upon you if you obey the commandments of the Lord God Almighty. But some don't make it because they see the spread on the table. They see the cakes, the pies, the meat, the bread, the grains, the pastas, the drinks, the wine, the spirit of, of drinks. And God allows you to indulge in it all. So you indulging in the people's lives. You indulging in the smirks about you. You indulging in how they raped and molested you. You indulging in how they cursed you. You indulging in how they left you behind, how they ran with the good friends and left you. How they set you up to get robbed. How they set you up to steal out of your house. How they set you up with a man that they knew was no good for you but all they wanted you to get was the money from them. How they set you up to steal out your mama's pocketbook when all you had to do was ask. But the delicacies that's laid out on the table, because it's not always food that you indulge in. Your sex partner could be defiling you. 
Your children could defile you because they want you not to be a parent, but they want you to be a friend. They want you to agree with them. Have you not have a mind of your own? Had you done what God asked you to do, you would have been in a state of mind where God could use you, use your vessel. Where you're open, you're clean, you're light. You're not feeling sluggish, oh, I can't get up today. I can't make it to work today. But you went out to the club. You partied, you danced, you ate, you drank. You left there, went to another club. You left there, went to somebody's house, and you, you, you chilled out at their house. You fell asleep, but you don't understand what kind of atmosphere their house is. That house is all chaotic. So you picked up whatever spirits that you picked up from the club, you picked up the spirits from the people's house, and you went home with everything. Because you just indulging. You don't care. You just indulging. I'm having fun. Thank God you got me home safely, Lord. Sometimes you so indulged, you don't even know how you got home. You call your friend, child, what, what club did we go to last night? You weren't even at a club. You were just socializing at somebody's house. But you thought you was at a club somewhere. Because you indulging. You indulge in going to the mall, knowing you don't have the budget for it, but you want to keep up with the Joneses. So you go and you buying this and you buying that, knowing that's your rent money, knowing that's your money for your children to have their things for school, clothes on their back, food in their mouth. But you got to look good. You got to put on this facade for people. How have you defiled yourself where it has taken you out of the will of God? Anybody have any rebuttals, any questions? I want to go on to give you the understanding to chapter 2. Now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the chanadins to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before him, the king, and the king said to them, 
I have a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chananim spoke to the king in uh, Aramaic, or king, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chananim, my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made an ash heap. However, if you tell the dream its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. Now, the chairman tried to tell him, <laughs> tell the dream to your servant so that they could tell us. That's already one that's not even qualified. You don't even have the gift to do what I do or the gift that needs to be used at this time. How many people have come into your life like that? How many people have you allowed in that does not have the gifting to help you in your anxious time? I need to know this got to mean something. I keep seeing this same number or the same numbers. I keep hearing this, and at the same time, I look at the clock every day. It says the same time. What does this mean? Oh, I keep having these dreams. I keep seeing this. I keep seeing that. And you going and you asking me questions to people that's not even qualified to even know what you're dealing with or going through. Verse 8, chapter 2, we're still in the book of Daniel. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there's only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. The Chamberlains answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matters. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or challenger. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the God whose dwelling is not with flesh. You hear that? Did y'all get that? Praise yes, the Lord, I receive. Yes. Do you understand that there's things that happen in your life that no one is appointed 
to reveal but God himself. All right, now. Cannot do it. Verse 12 says, for this reason, first of all, let me back up. Because, see, some of y'all was almost tricked into going to get your palm read. These people walked into you in the marketplace in the store, hey, I can help you. Look, you want to know something? I can tell you this and that. Just come on over here. You're going to get your cards read and all of that. Now, it says right here. Mm -mm. They messaged me. Mm -mm. In chapter 2, verse 10, the challengers answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter? No, let me go up. Chapter 2, verse 9. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Did you get it? The astrologers, those that want to read your horoscope, the numerology, those that want to, the, 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 to put your numbers in. Huh? Come on, Pastor. Come on. Come on. Uh, this is the stuff y'all play around with and you quiet on the line. This is Come the on, I'm here, Pastor. In the newspaper. Huh? No, come on. I'm, now I'm, we don't find the newspaper. Now it comes up in your emails. You didn't get yeah, email. Yeah, come on. Email Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes, now Instagram. They message me. Come on. Y'all out here playing oh. junk, and you think it's real. And you define mm-hmm. I ain't talking about cigarettes. I ain't talking about smoking. I'm not talking about being with the opposite sex of people. I'm talking about the things that defile you and you don't even know you being defiled. Ooh, they messaged me twice. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. You, you a cat. So you, you know, you, you good. People can get along with you and all of this. Oh, you a Libra. You the, now, God did invent this. But not for the people of what they're using it for. Jesus. They just told you. Daniel just told you. Chapter 2. The book of Daniel, chapter 2. Verse 9. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words. They lying. But you agreeing with them. Yeah, I do do that. I am to myself. I am an introvert. I am an introvert. Yeah. I do stay up at night. I am mm. in a relationship. Come on, Prophetisha. Mm. How many people we got mm. to chop down about this? Come on, chop me down. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Oh, you, you with a Pisces, you're supposed to be with an Aries. And this and that mm-hmm. is right. Who you supposed to be with? That's right. Oh, That's right. The last I heard, God said, the rib of the man is how we were made. He didn't say we were made by our constellation sign. Our signs show us the way of how we are to live upon the earth to stay in the alignment with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apostle. Yes. This prophetess. Uh-huh. Um. We must, um, I'm just adding on to what you're just saying, just making a statement. I'm not I'm disagreeing. Um, I just want to make a statement uh, on what you were saying, what, what you're talking about, uh-huh. um, about the astrology and about the signs and everything. Um, take heed. Well, I'm just going to add on to what you just said. Take heed to the astrologist's um, that's not, if you want to know concern about astrology, all of that is in the Bible, is in your word. You don't have to go to no soothsayer. You don't have to go to no palm reader. All of that is mm. in the Bible. Um, Jesus Christ was born under the star, under the north star. That's astrology. So, mm. and then they sent the wise men after they seen in the stars, in the heavens, so I'm saying this, I'm just adding on to what Apostle was saying. If you need to know anything about astrology, uh, research and study the word of God, because all of that is in the word of God. And we don't need no soothsayer. We don't need, and they work out of the diabolic realm. They work out of the dark realm. And if they say they know anything or if they tell you anything and you agree or it seems like it's right, it's because they are in the uh, they're in the atmosphere of the realm illegally. They go in mm. illegally. God has not given them permission, or nor did He open the portals for them. What they do, they step into the darkness, into the dark world, mm-hmm. and they illegal find and know things spiritually about you. Mm. But we want to talk. But we want to talk. We want to go to. We want to go to them, but we don't want to hear the prophet. The prophet that's really speaking the mind of Christ. You rather listen to a seer or a power reader before you listen to a prophet. A prophet comes out of the mind. A true prophet of God speaks from the mind of Christ, of God, and through the word, by the word, lined up with the word. So I just want to add that on just, but everything about the astrology, because I, I'll say this about for myself, and I'm always saying, but I use the word of God when I say I'm a Virgo, and I'm born under the star of the Virgin, but that's because I study, and I'm not saying that because of the astrology of what man has told me. I study it, and I have looked through the scripture, and I have seen where Okay, well, Jesus Christ is born under the North Star, then my star is. So that's how I say, but no, 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 no. 
We have to, everything is in the Word of God. We just got to study, study to show ourselves approved or workmanship, rightly divided truth and be not ashamed of the gospel. If we get into our word daily, as you continue to, as uh, we continue to follow apostles' instructions, stay in your word, study, research. We got, and, we, and, and, and we, it's good for us to come together collectively that we can study Bible study, but it ain't nothing like you get into your table and open up your Bible. You get a study Bible, go buy a study Bible, go buy a dictionary, a, a biblical dictionary study Bible, and you ask God to show you. He will show you how to study that Bible. You got reference Bibles out here. Reference dictionaries will show you and help you about different things and different words. And then if you don't have, if then it's something that you really don't know, you can call somebody up and say, oh, I, this word I'm not understanding. Can you help me with that? But we must study. We must study. We must stay in our word and study the word, not just read the word, but study it means to say when you study it, you're going to take other reference, script, other reference uh, material, education material has been written and you're going to add that on to help you to understand what you're reading. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Yes. Amen. Hello, everybody. Um, God must have placed that on your heart because lately, in the past couple days, people on Instagram have been messaging me that deals with as you say, astrology. So Prophetess Beverly said that um, they go into the realm, and I was asking God about this, and he answered my question. They are going into the realm illegally because I thought, ooh, they know something, but they really want money from me. I don't have no money. And I told them, I told two of them, I said, I don't have no money for you, and this is not true. And that's when they just said, okay. Like, they didn't keep pushing it on and keep pushing it on because before when I wasn't really getting strengthened good spiritually, they will come and come before, and I didn't know. And that's been what I've been questioning myself, like, deep down the side, but I didn't really want to speak about it because I'm like, it's astrology bad, ignoring my sign bad. But these people that do the palm reading and say they know all this stuff, it's not true. So that confirmed and settled my thoughts to know that, you know, they're going into the realm illegally, and it's not right. So it's, so that's settled in my spirit. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah, and everybody, you know, gets tested and challenged by the influences of spirit. You know, there are actual people that walk the earth, walk in a grocery store, I've been approached mm-hmm. by them. People walk up to you. They want to pray for you, lay hands on you. You don't do that in the, no. No, you don't let nobody walk up on you, put their hands on you. You don't do that. Mm. If you have something to say, I will receive what you're saying, but you don't walk up on me and put your hands on me. Or you don't walk up on my- me and let me pray for you. <laughs> my God. You got to discern the spirit that's before you or the spirit that's before and you. And challenge it and challenge it and, and challenge it. No, whether it is of God or not. 
because some people are genuine in the marketplace that will pray for you and, and, and whatever it is you need, God will, you know, reveal it or you will receive it. But you have to be sure that it's a man and woman of God and not a wolf in sheep's clothing or not a lion walking around with a bag of lies. Mm-hmm. So back to chapter 2, verse 12 says, For this reason the king was angry and very furious and gave the commandment to destroy the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out, and they began killing the wise men, and they sought Daniel and his compassion, I mean, and his companions to kill them. Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered um, Arach the captain, our arch the captain of the king's guard and had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. The answer, he answered and said to Arch, the king's captain, why is decree from the king so urgent? Then Arch made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hanan, to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision, so Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Now, I'm going to stop there because I want you to understand a dream and a vision are two different things. You can have visions while you are awake, open vision. You can have visions when you are asleep. You only dream when you are asleep. Amen? So when God answered Daniel, he came to him in a vision. Everybody's so hooked on God talking as he's a human like us that we hear his voice that you don't realize he comes and speaks in many different ways. He does not come and speak just with his voice. But he will show you if you are a seer, one that has vision to see. Verse 20 says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever. For wisdom and might are his, and he changes the time, and he changes the time and the season. He removes kings and raise, raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you. And praise you, O God of my fathers, 
you have given me wisdom and might, and have known and now made known to me what we ask of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. Therefore Daniel went to Art, whom the king had appointed, to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king his interpretation. Then Arch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, are you able to make known to me and dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days, your dream and the vision of your head upon your bed. Where these ask for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets have made known to you what will be. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have forsaken. I'll see me. Verse 30. We're in chapter 2 still, verse 30 of the book of Daniel. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. But for our sake, who make known the interpretation to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image, this great image whose splendor was exceeded, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke then and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chafe from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found, and the stone that struck the image became a great mountain. Now, a threshing floor is where things were crushed with your feet. Huh? <laughs> I'll go back and teach that at another time. He said it again. Come on with the threshing floor. Come on with that threshing floor, Apostle. 
great mountain and filled with a whole earth. This is the dream. Now, <laughs> the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers could not tell the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what the interpretation of his dream was. The king never told Daniel what he dreamt. Y'all missed that. The king never spoke to Daniel. I'm with you, Pastor. I'm with you. (laughs) The king said, go and kill all of the wise men of Babylon. Mm-hmm. He didn't care who they were, what their name was, if he changed the name or not. He don't care. Everybody that is a wise man that has wisdom, I want them dead. Tell me that that's not us today. They don't want mm-hmm. the fathers in the household. They don't want black, white, Chinese, Asian. They don't want a man in the household at all because they want to have control. Mm-hmm. They want you to be depending on them. The king wanted so much control to know what this dream meant because he's knowing that his time is very it's short. His time is being cut short as a king. But he want to know anxiously what does this mean? He never told his soldiers what the dream was. He just said he had a dream and he needs it to be interpreted. The soul says the challenge Try to make him tell the dream to the soldiers so the soldiers could tell them what the dream was and they give them the interpretation. You're saying, how is it that the, the palm readers, the card readers, the, the um, whatever else you want to call them, how is it that they know my information and I know that it's right? They're telling me something that is right. Because they have already been informed by the enemy illegally telling your business. And don't think somebody that's not in your circle or the vicinity of you has not gone out and sought after these people on your behalf because you done made them mad or you've done something, and they want to put a hex on you, spell on you. They want to do something to you because you've done something to them. Sometimes you don't even have to have done anything. It's just people's pure evilness. The wise men didn't do nothing to King Nebuchadnezzar. Why do they have to lose their life? Because you can't get your dream interpreted 
by who you wanted to be interpreted by. This is why you need to know your word and you need to have a relationship with God so that you're not out here seeking any kind of help that's putting you in fear of your life that God is giving you. God's giving you life. Why are you afraid of life? Why are you afraid to live? It does not make sense. When you wake up, you walking around here in fear. Take the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine. Get sick. Don't get sick. Wake up. Don't wake up. Go to bed. Don't go to bed. Eat this. Don't eat that. This is farm raised. This is wild caught. This is in my backyard. That's from your toilet. This from your sink. What? What? Get the full mm-hmm. understanding of why you are living. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. Stop living in fear. Step out on faith. Now don't step out on faith doing something stupid and you ain't sought God about it. You talking to your friend, oh, yeah, girl, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to open up this business. I'm going to do some hair. You ain't been to not near hair school, don't know nothing about business, but you're going to step out on faith. Yeah, I got this girl. She says she do hair, you know, and I want to I wanna open something. I want to own something. What is her fruit? What is her spirit like? Oh, she did my hair. She did my hair. Did did pretty good, you know. But you complain about her cleanliness. You complain that she's only used one comb, and she had five people in the salon while you were there. She only used one cake on everybody. Everybody got a different towel, but everybody used the same cake and the same comb. But you want to open up business with her because of her dream. Her dream that you don't have the authority to interpret. <laughs> Oh, I want to help my neighbor because she got two kids and she needs a ride every day to work. So <laughs> I want to help her and give her a ride. But she don't never offer gas. She don't never come and say, oh, I see you're, you're not driving. Yeah, my 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 battery went out. Oh well, let me let me see if I can help you. Ain't nobody doing that. Oh, that's your problem, boo. <laughs> no. 
You, I, I hope you get a battery. Yeah, so when I get my battery, you're going to come back and you want some more ride. But we go the same way every morning. Now, I got to get on the bus with my child. Oh, you got you another ride. Huh? But you're going to pay them because it's a cab. But you never said, girl, come on, get in the cab. We're going the same way. I just let them know, drop you off where you got to go first. No, you you want to go ahead and interpret people's dreams for them, though. Go ahead. Keep on opening up them doors and interpreting things for people, and God ain't never give you the, the, the know-how to do it or the say-so to do it. Because you're going to understand after a while what the threshing floor was. See, the threshing floor is about crushing. That's when you lay before God on your face. You go through something that it has to be crushed out of you. The threshing floor ain't nothing good and nothing nice. That's where all grains and wheats and things went that had to be crushed. Before he can even worship what he saw in his dream, it was already being crushed. That's how you know it's not even what God wanted. Because we're not to worship idols. We're not to bow to idols. But you do it every day. You go out here and buy these statues and you have all this stuff at your front door and, oh, this is nice and that's nice. It's pretty. It's gold and silver and it got glass on you to see yourself in it. Oh, it reflects the sun real nice. You don't know what you're reflecting in your house. You reflecting things where it's blinding you, you can't even see. You don't put a gateway in for the enemy to just be have free open range to your house. You don't move into the wrong house. Oh, well, I saw a house with a porch. In 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 the in in the uh the the back of the house where the the thing come up it was green so this house got the same thing on it but it said do not disturb on the front door where well, it said do not disturb on the front door in your dream and it looked like a whimsical day. The wind was just as blowing. The leaves blowing everywhere. Looked like nobody has ever been in the house that's vacant for years. Who, who told you that that was your house to move into? Because to me, that sounds like that ain't where you're supposed to go. But you got people interpreting your dreams that don't even have the authority to interpret your dreams and your vision. 
defiling yourself, living in fear because people are telling you things that are not authentic for your lifestyle, for who you are. You're being told lies. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody likes lies because it's not the truth. The truth hurts. So they like the lies. They'd rather believe the lie than believe the truth. I'm telling you not to do something, not to go somewhere as the prophet of God, and God is giving me fair warning for you. And you go out there anyway. God himself came down and told you what not to do. You decide to go do it anyhow. But you know what, Apostle? This is prophetess. Sometimes some people don't want to accept the flesh, accept um, the prophetic or the prophet word because of where of, of of who it's coming from. They don't want is sometimes they don't want to accept it from us that they may know. Yeah, and you might get too close to people, or you may have been brought up where you don't believe in the prophet and you don't believe in this and that. But God is already giving you a new heart about that. He's already shown you how mighty and strong he is. And you still won't soften your heart towards what God is showing you and to believe in him until it gets bad. Now the death angel is out coming to kill all the wise men, all those that know and believe in God. They coming after to get you. They knocking at your door. Now you shaking and shivering and you in fear. All you had to do was stand up like Daniel did. Well, why are you out to kill Ask your question. Don't let nobody put a brick or a coal up to your lip or on your tongue or put a hook in your jaw. That's what you're supposed to do to the enemy. It's not supposed to get done to you, one that's supposed to have authority. It's supposed to be vice versa. You put the hook in the enemy's jaw. You place the hot coal upon his tongue. You make the tongue clean to the root of his mouth that he may not talk. Y'all playing around with these serpents and these imps, these devils out here, these unclean spirits. Y'all inviting them into your house, to your workplace, defiling your body talking and speaking any kind of way, 
and you want somebody to respect you, you want somebody to open up to you as a sister or brother in Christ, I dare not. I wouldn't tell you if my shoe was untied. I would let you keep walking and your back is turned. Then I will bend down and tie my shoe. I will not bend down and tie my shoe in front of you and you standing there and you chop my head off. Oh, the devil is a liar. This is the reality of where we're living. I did not choose this word. This is where God told me to go. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Daniel and God had a good relationship. Daniel had to write some prophecies and some books for God that has not even been opened, have not even been revealed yet. And y'all walking around here letting people tell you we're in the last and evil days and the mark of the beast. And I, first of all, you ain't even been in the book of Genesis to even understand what's going on from the beginning. Y'all went straight to Revelation. Oh, the mark of the beast, the 666, the seven seal. We in this seal. This seal has been broken. Oh, the world is not flat. The world is round. How is the world round if they have four corners? Speak that truth. Come on now. Say that again so the people in the back can hear you. How is the world round in this thing? You're supposed to have four corners of the earth. God said, I went to all four corners of the earth. We got to understand what's real and what's false. What's science? Science is now being used to try to define the things of God, which is completely out of order. Yes, God is a God of mystery. But he's not a scientific factor or wonder. He is the creator of all. How can you try to define something that he created? If you want to know, you go to him and ask him. He'll tell you all that you need to know. Daniel did not speak to the king first. The king never told Daniel what he saw. In his dream, he said he had a dream, and that was through one of the servants of the king. One of the guards told Daniel. Daniel sent word through the guard. The guard went to the king. The king sought for Daniel in a hurry. Daniel said, Let me go to my house and I will come back. It never stated that Daniel heard the king's dream. So you all out here and you got people walking up to you, prophesying to you, telling you what thus saith the Lord and 
You got people come to my church. You belong here. This is your home. But you go in, and it ain't no home. It looks like a bunch of dirt in there, and it ain't clean. It don't look like the lights is on. It looks like a funeral home. You in the wrong place because God's house has light. God's house is magnificent. God does not dwell in everything. He does not dwell in every house. He's in all and with all, but that don't mean because we all gather in his name that we're literally gathering for his name's sake. You don't know what delicacies they want you to eat out of their hands. First of all, you don't know if their hands are clean or not. But this is how you want to live, trembling in fear. This is how you want to live? This is what kind of heart you want to have? God is not for it. If God be for you, who can be against you? Don't let all this mess you hearing and seeing on TV. God already told you there will be mass death. That's one thing we are sure to know that we are guaranteed is death. Don't be afraid of death. If you are a kingdom kid, to be absent of the body is to be present with God. And you'll have loved ones that's on their deathbed and they have lived their life. They've done what God has asked them to do. Don't you be selfish and want them to stay here. Let them go on to glory that they may make way for you to come on in the glory. But sons and daughters of Zion, as I am your apostle, I'm not going to teach and preach what the world wants you to hear. I'm going to teach and preach what God wants you to hear. Because God is trying to condition you to stand on your own and that you shall not be greatly moved. Because if they come knocking on your door today, talking about you got to do this and you got to do that, let me go and seek what my father said. And by the time they come knocking on your door, you're already well equipped. This is not the first time in the Bible the death angel came to roam the earth to kill. It first happened when Jesus was born. Because the king knew one was coming greater than he. Than he that's within the world, than he that's within me. God came that we may have life and life more abundantly. You say, well, God, well, why is it all the storms? And why? Because he's washing. September the 18th, refresh start. Where is your mind? You've been locked down, held down. God is getting ready to release you into your true divine calling, into your true divine self. 
Oh, I don't want nobody to pray over me. I don't want nobody to touch me. I, I ain't going. No, I'm going to stay right here. You keep on following the enemy's way. You keep on wanting to go and listen to the soothsayers, and you 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 on social media listening to the people reading the cards. You on there talking about all these good witches. There's nothing good about a witch. There's nothing good about a warlock. There's nothing good about a spirit that's having sex with you in the middle of the night. There's nothing good about a spirit that's telling you to drive your car off the bridge. There's nothing good about a spirit telling you to kill yourself. You're not worthy. No one loves you. You ugly. There's nothing cute about those spirits. That's nothing of God. That's you indulging in things that you should not be eating, you should not be watching, and you should not be listening to. You online listening to this preacher. You on TV listening to that preacher. You hearing this word from the Bible, that word from the Bible. Well, that was the NIV. This is the New International Version. That's the study version. You need to be in the King James where you can get it. Because these other versions are what people want that Bible to say. Study it for yourself. Get amongst people that are like-minded, who want something out of life, who want more of Jesus. It's not cute walking around and you don't have no soul in your body. You empty. You have no substance. One day it's going to be found out. All you got to do is open your mouth. But when you have Jesus, all things are possible. All things become new. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. When you are born again of the Father, God is concerned about you. He does not want you living in fear where you're going to have lights and water. Are we going to have a tsunami here? Are we going to lose our life? You don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. God already has plans for your life. You must get up and have in your mind What you want for yourself? How are you going to plan your day? Nobody can do it for you. That is the word of the living God. Be mindful of who's in your camp. Steer not and be not greatly moved. Do not defile the body. Know how to purify yourself.
I am your Apostle Don. That is the word of the Lord God Almighty. Is there anyone else that has anything they would like to share, say? Prophet Alicia, do you have anything to say? You call me? I'm saying if anyone have anything else to share or say, I'm trying to give the prophets the floor right now. I just want, yeah, this is Prophet Beverly. I just wanted to uh, just encourage everybody to stay in their word and study and just um, reiterate what you just said, just to continue to study your word. And that spirit, um, it's a temptation spirit that wants you to continue to try, and it's a strong spirit. the soothsayer and the palm reading and astrology, that's a strong spirit. And you have to be prayed up um, and, uh, and study and resist. The word of God said, resist the devil and he will flee. Resisting means to say, pay him no mind. When he tries to tempt you with... Oh, that's not only just that, but anything that's in life that's not of God, that's not pleasing to God, that he brings to us, want us to believe that it's pleasure. And he brings it to us to um, make us believe that's pleasure, and some of it feels pleasurable, but the end of it is nothing but death. You know, a lot of people smoke cigarettes. Uh, that's pleasure. I used to smoke two packs a day. That's pleasurable. I'm not going to tell you it's not. It's a, that's pleasurable. Something that is a pleasure, the brain is pleasure. But at the end of that thing, and if you don't quit, at the end of it, it's death. Sex. You play around too much with it with too many people. That's why God gave it to one man and a woman for, um, you know, the bed is undefiled. Play around with that too much and too with too many people because we sleep with here, sleep with there. Sleep with, even with the married folks, you got married people sleeping around here and there. But um, to, uh, yeah, somebody calling me? Is somebody saying something to me, Apostle? No, ma'am. Okay. I thought I heard some. I thought I heard somebody talking in the background. Um, and so all oh, that's pleasurable, but at the end of that, sex and all this, playing around with other folks with that, that's AIDS. You can catch all kinds of diseases with that. That's death. So I'm just wanting to, you know, just encourage us, and I'm saying us because I'm the first partaker. You know, I'm not exempt. You know, because I carry a title. So we all have to be careful, continue to be mindful, and to study our word and to stay in the atmosphere and stay in the presence of the Lord, you know, um, so we can continue to grow and know and we don't be caught and don't be caught in the snare. I see it. And as God shows it to me, Spiritually, in the spiritual realm, it's a, and he, keep, he keeps showing it to me, it's 
a net that if you know they um, when they go out to um, when the hunters go out to try to hunt for for different um, different animals they go or even fishing it's a net and God showed me it's it's a net that the enemy throws out but he camouflages that net with things that look like it's pleasurable and once you get into that net then he's grabbed you and you bound up with this net. So we don't want to continue to be bound. We don't want to um, to step into that net um, and, you know, just be watchful of temptations because those are spirits and they they are lurking. Amen. Amen. I come, this is Prophet Alicia. I come to confirm what Prophet Beverly is saying um, of about, studying to show ourselves to prove also about the spirits and the spirit of temptation and how Satan is showing things that is pleasurable and that is okay because we live in a world now where they're making things acceptable and okay and it makes it seem like it's just so broad with the tarot cards and like she spoke about the um the horoscopes and things like that, they're making it with though it's identifiable with characteristics and traits of yourself, and then we attach ourselves to these mm-hmm. things, and then it's the spirit, and when we attach ourselves, we under subjection of that umption of that characteristic and not of the true living God. So what she's saying is true. We have to be careful in this season of temptation and when she spoke and said, even herself, and I do too say, even myself, it starts with me. We all have to be careful of what we are allowing ourselves to be drawn to in this season because it's not of the will of God. It's not. And we have to be careful that we don't connect ourselves to the wrong thing and get caught up in these nests because that's where bondage and you become bound. And you don't want to have to be more bound than what you have already been or if God has delivered you from things and then you find yourself being caught back up into something that he never orchestrated for you to even be caught up in. So we have to be careful who we take partake in conversation in as well. Um, friends, coworkers, you know, even on social media, we have to be careful how quick and how, I mean, not quick, but, how deep we read into memes and, you know, comments and, you know, that we don't fish into the wrong pond. At least we get caught in the net as well. So be mindful of the word that was spoken today because it is the truth. God needs us to be in alignment. God wants us to be studying. We have to make sure we're taking time. We can't call on the apostles. We can't call on the prophets and get the word and that we don't put in the work. So this season is time to work. It's time to put on the whole armor of God. And if you don't know how to put on the whole armor of God, then you go to the apostles then you go to the prophets and you ask them, you know, how do I get to this place? So I'm in prostration of position of what God plans is for me. Because by now we have to be walking in purpose. We have to be living in purpose. What is purpose? Purpose is 
knowing who you are, knowing what you was placed on this earth to do and become and be for God. And it's one thing to have purpose and die with it and never allow it to be released, you know, that it would be a sad, detrimental thing. And a lot of people die with their purpose on the inside of them. They never got a chance to explore what their purpose was. They never got a chance to even know what their purpose was. They had an idea, maybe I'm here for this. But they never got a chance to live in purpose, walk in purpose, the true living purpose of why God created them. So be intentional in this season and make sure that we are in position to study, make time to study, make time to listen, to hear clearly what God is teaching you so you can know it for yourself as well, you know. So that's all I have to say. Um, to add to Prophetess Belly, I, I confirm what she's saying is true. I confirm what Pastor Shadon is speaking the truth as well because this morning um, God also downloaded where we are at it to me. With the net, um, Prophetess Beverly, how is catching us up? Like he has portals. It's, it's the enemy has portals, hidden portals. I had a dream this morning. And my daughter had got selected to go to this high-end school over, overseas somewhere. And my family and all of us, we were waiting for, like, this train to come. And, you know, things was it – was, it wasn't friction. But before you know it, it was like a, a puddle of water that looked like ice. And she stepped on it. And, and it broke. And then, you know, as a pond, like, you know, when you see people ice skating. And when I went to grab her hand, she was like, Mommy, and I can grab her, but it was another pull under that that pulled her under, and I could hear her screaming like she was going down a tunnel, Mommy, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And I jumped mm-hmm. about the dream. So we have to be mm-hmm. real careful um, in the season of, you know, what we see in the physical, ver- you know, I mean, in the, in the physical and, the, and versus what is in the spiritual, you know, the natural, you know. You have to be careful because if there's hidden portals, I mean, there's hidden agendas behind mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. some of these things that are being presented to us. You know, it's coming like, oh, you know, like I see a lot of about dating and where's he at and this and the third. Even when you talked about the sex, you know, we got the incubus and the succubus spirits and we got, you know, you got the, you, it's so many spirits that we have to really be studying to know where to call a thing a thing, you know, because it is so many hidden portals that we don't see. But God showed me, he had to show me in the dreams because, mm-hmm. So if he shows me in the dream, my spirit man that's on the inside of me, which is him, is going to awaken in a way where it's mm-hmm. going to be sharp. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. me in a way that, oh, no, because God knows that, when, you know, but everybody doesn't know that. So pay close attention to your dreams. Mm-hmm. And your into when they say, "Oh, woman's intuition." Pay close attention when God gives you that that feeling in your gut. Don't turn mm-hmm. off for no man, no woman, no nobody. Not even yourself. When you mm-hmm. get a feeling and God give you a, a a vision or something, go and make mm-hmm. time and ask Him, God, what is it that you're trying mm-hmm. to show me? 
And mm. trust me, he's going to tell you because he's not going to give you mm. that and not give you the answer. But so many times we get caught up and think, oh, I'm, something wrong with me. I'm tripping. You know, I, I ain't, I must, something ain't right. I ate that food and went to sleep and had that crazy dream. No, you didn't. That's what the world has taught us to believe, that that's mm-hmm. what's happening. So we mm-hmm. have to become unconscious of what God has to be versus what God is really trying to download and process and show us. So um, I would say be encouraged. We always have to be encouraged as long as we wake up every day because mm-hmm. there are a lot of lurking spirits. There are a lot of traps out there. You know, one of my cousins said, we have to nearly walk on eggshells. I said, no, you don't. I said, you have to nearly just study and take time to just go to your father so he can protect you and lead you and guide you so you can know. You don't have to walk on eggshells. He wants you to be able to be happy, but he also wants you to be aware of what is surrounding around you. You have to make sure that you are using all the tools that he has given you because we have all the tools from the taste, from the eyes, from the senses of our ear, from what we feel when we walk in the room or we wake up. And, you know, the, this, all these senses, he didn't give them to all our sensories. He didn't give them to us for no reason. So we have mm. to start encountering and allowing those things to be used. And, and, and don't question yourself about who God say you are. Because we'd be like, not me, Lord. I'm filthy. Yeah, we all filthy. You know, but when we accept him, he us new again. And don't let no, nobody remind you of your past. Mm. God forgive you. Forgive you. But what man wants to keep you in bondage and keep something over your head, oh, remember this and remember that. You know, people's perspective is one thing, but God's perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. So don't bow down to what people's perspectives are about you, nor your children, nor your family members. You know, don't, don't, don't bow down to the perspective of man. Bow down to the perspective of God, the true living God, your creator, mm-hmm. who created you, who blew, who blew breath in the nostrils that you, are, you have life today, that when Jesus died on the cross so you can have eternal life, that's who we bow down to. We don't bow down to our shoes, our clothes, our garments. We don't bow down to those things. And sometimes we, we can get caught up, you know, even in lustful of the eye of, Nice things, jewelry, shoes, and clothes, you know, and I have a lot of those things. And I'll never forget a girlfriend of mine said, you should be so, I was going through a transit, you should be so happy. You mean, you have everything. I said, if you don't have the peace of God, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't look at the things that I have. Those are tangible items. And guess what? They're rewards and they're trinkets, but they cannot go where I'm going. Mm. They can't go with me. I can have $10 million in the bank, and if God tell me to feed with whomever I'm supposed to feed, if I don't do, guess what? I can leave this earth, and none of it's going to go with me. Nothing is going to go with me. It's going to rot on the earth. It's going to perish. And every now and then, I'm going through the closet. I've been going through the closet, getting rid of this, getting rid of that. God said, make room. Let go. Let go of Mm. a ring that somebody bought you 10 years ago. Let go of a a shirt somebody gave you five years ago. I remember I had these boots that I wore 
during the time that I told God that I would walk into these shoes, tear off my feet. Nobody knew I was going. I had more than enough, but I wanted to I wanted to buy whenever he told me to buy. I ate whenever he told me what time to eat. I was in the season of that. And them shoes bust open. They was in moccasins. And I'll never forget it because they was brown. I went to put some socks on one day because it was a little cold outside. I was taking my daughter um, to school. And I saw that you could see the socks, so I took the sock off, put the oil on my feet, and I put my feet back in the boot, and I went on about my business. And um, God showed me those shoes. He showed me those shoes. He said, look what you was willing to give up for me. Look at the, you know what I'm saying? Look at what you was willing to, you, you walk, look at, remember this. I want you to remember this. And then he showed me, look how far I brought you. Look how far I brought you. So don't mm-hmm. ever let nobody come against you and your journey with the Lord. Nobody. It might be some bumps along the road, but be encouraged. Reach out to your sisters in Christ that you know who God has really given unto you, your brothers. But definitely go to the head. Go to him first. Ask him, who do you need me to, you know, give me some people in this season, God, that can help me. Help me cultivate who I am. That's what we have to learn to ask for, but to him first, to God first. And he'll make a way. He'll send you everybody that you need for everything. It's just like a business owner, entrepreneur. You can't do it all. Moses couldn't do it all on his own. He couldn't do it by himself. If they, haven't, if they didn't hold his arm up when he got weak, where would we be today? Who knows? But God sent him who he needed in that season. So I just say be encouraged. Don't take this word lightly today. Um, don't take lightly what Prophet Beverly just spoken because I come to confirm the word. And I, one thing about me, if God don't tell me to confirm a thing, I do not confirm anything. I will be quiet as a mouse. I mean, I will be so quiet that you wouldn't even know I was around. But I come to confirm it because he placed it in my, he said, I have to confirm it because it's the truth. And he gave me the same thing. So I say be encouraged and blessed. have a blessed and joyous Sunday. And I love you all. Amen. Providence Jackie. Good evening, everyone. I just agree with, um, I agree with, with Prophetess Alicia and Prophetess Spencer said, I just want to remind you all to remember that we, Prophetess Apostle also talked about fear, and fear is face everything and rise. Don't be fearful to launch out to the deep. Don't be fearful because of what someone has spoken over your life. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Just let the word that was spoken today just marinate this week in your spirit and allow it to speak to you because like they both just said, there's a shift that's taking place and we need to be in alignment. We need to be in the right position. And how do we do that by what they just said? We have to study the word of God. Everything as you hear today, even astrology, everything is in the word of God. If we take the time out to study like we do anything else, if you're going for a degree or whatever it is, you would study hard. So that's what we need to do. We need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Amen. 
Amen. Is there anyone else that has anything they would like to share or say at this time? Concerning the word, if it blessed you, if God has given you something to share, the floor is open. 